When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is December 1st, 2022. It's time for your Impact Wrestling post-show. I promise no one's going to get shipped on this post-show. I promise. I can't <laughs> listen. I can't make any guarantees that it doesn't happen on other shows. I see the way that Denise and Sean, you know, get at each other. Can't say it won't happen because apparently they're going to do the Royal Rumble post show together, but not about that. Whatever. <laughs> you and I, Cresta, you and I, we're not, I don't think we're planning, even after 19 years, if we get to that point, I don't think we're planning a shiving anytime soon, are we? Um, if it'll pop a rating, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Uh, we took last week off because they were running a, a Thanksgiving clip show. So uh, if we're a little rusty, just blame Impact Wrestling. It's not our fault. Plenty to talk about. I am Joel Pearl. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host, my ride or die, the best of yourself. I got Cresta Star. Cresta, I know I already said your name earlier, but how are you? I missed you last week. I appeared. Say my name. And <laughs> um, I'm doing okay. Um, Thanksgiving was last week, like you said, for those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving. I made my own Thanksgiving for the first time, made baked macaroni and cheese and Ooh. candy yams. It was delicious. And I think I got diabetes from those yams. Did you send me the leftovers? I'm waiting I am still the- have beef ribs. Like, I will email you a plate. I'm going to open up my CD drive, put it in there, and then you check your email. You should be able to get it out. <laughs> I don't know what's more egregious, the idea of you sending me this via email or the idea of you having a CD drive at this point in time. I don't even think I have a CD drive. I think I, I think the last time I had a CD drive was like literally 2014. <laughs> oh, I can't even think of the last time I had. I got I, Whatever, it doesn't matter. The last time I had a CD drive, y'all needed to uh, leave a thumbs up on this video. How's that, okay? And if you're here, if you're watching on Facebook, hello, how you doing? It's good to see you. If you're in the chat, if you're on YouTube.com slash Fightful, hello. I see you all. We're back. We're good to see you. No WrestleHouse this year, as people were talking about. Instead, we're getting IPWF, the Interprovincial Wrestling Federation, as they call it, because Impact is a Canadian company, and we have provinces up here in the wonderful land of Canada. Tomorrow is Throwback Throwdown 3. Cresta, you and I have gone back and forth so much about whether or not we should actually do a post-show for Impact's Throwback Throwdown 3. I'm of two mindsets. One, show might be a a bit funny and a good time for us to clown on. Uh Literally nothing has any bearing on anything Impact-related. The only thing that's Impact (laughs) about it is the fact that they're producing it and their talent (laughs) is on the show. On the other hand... I like my Friday nights. Cresta, what are we going to do? Do we, should we let the chat decide? I say let the chat decide. I'm a woman of the people. If you guys want me to be here, I will cackle in your ear. We can clown at the speed of clown. But if you're like, Cresta, Joel, we got eyes. We can imagine your your voice in our heads. Then whatever. If the people want me here like Joe Hendry, I will appear. But if no one's believing... I'm sleeping. <laughs> tell you what, leave a comment. If you're in the chat, I can see it. But tell you what, leave a comment after the show goes off the air. Leave it here. Tell us if you want us to do a throwback throwdown post show. 
if we get enough and we get, let's say, let's be realistic. You want to say 150 likes on the video? My favorite number is four. So I would say 444, but you said be realistic. So 222, cut it right down. Okay. (laughs) If we can get 222 likes on this video and it can be before Friday at 8 PM, basically I'll have Kyler take a look at all the numbers Mm -hmm. Friday before the show starts. If we have 222 likes on this video on youtube.com slash Fightful, we will do the throwback throwdown post show. How's that? And okay? if we get 4,444 likes, Joel will put on that mask behind him. He, I didn't ask him. I just sprung that on him. I'll do it. And, I promise. I'll do it. I'll and do I have a Luchador mask that I wore, like the like the face mask. We can do yep. it. We'll do it in Lucha. We'll do it in Lucha. 4,444. Four digits, because four is my favorite number. <laughs> we'll start a GoFundMe as someone in the chat said. There you go. <laughs> Five bucks to watch IPWF footage. Because BTI opened up with that tonight. They showed a lot of IPWF. That was basically like their kickoff show. There was some stuff in there that I wish I had never seen again. But we saw it, including the BTI match between Lady Bird Johnston and Miss Behaven. Lady Bird is sick, if you know who she is. And Miss Behaven looks like someone who's been having a lot of problems at home recently. Not that. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What did, you think of the did you watch it? Did you bother? I um I did. I started watching it actively and then I started watching it passively. I will say, shout outs to the name Timber. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. It's such a good name. It's so it's so dumb that it's genius. <laughs> mm-hmm. And building, if you uh if you like that one, huh? Oh, um, there was Aces Austin who was like a KK. Or something. There's a lot of alliteration, I will yes. say. It's a lot of alliteration. Very strange. Uh, use your alliteration to send us a super chat, by the way. If you're here, we've gotten this far in. Ryan Sullivan already kicked us off saying, do the show. The people demand it. Listen, if y'all have a, if we have a banner night in super chats, I will consider doing a throwback throwdown show. How's that? Otherwise, 222 likes on the video. That's it. Go to you got the super chats here, so you can do that, or you can do humperchats.com. You can leave a donation. Cresta, tell them about the gimmick. You head over to humperchats.com. You can leave a comment there. Any donation amount counts. So if you're like, we want you to cover the show tomorrow, you can head over to humperchats.com and do that there. We keep just a little bit more of the revenue there. And it shows Sean Ross that we too can keep the lights on over here. We we have to keep the lights on? Uh Last week I had a ghost. Come on now. Oh, the oh, week before that. Probably worked that out. So where do we want to start here? I mean, well, first of all, I guess we should get through this Lady Bird Johnson versus Misbehaving thing. It happens. Uh, Matt Raywald is here, thank God, because otherwise this is the other thing about doing IPWF that I am like dreading. Giuseppe Scovelli Jr., a.k.a. Josh Matthews, would be calling this show, presumably. Because I don't think Tom Hannafin was given the opportunity to... Uh, to do this gimmick. Josh Matthews is the gentleman who does backstage stuff with GM Miller, who used to be on commentary before. That's right. He's done all the other IPWF. He's, uh, it's not fun listening to him. I didn't hate him. I like, but then again, I did like him when he was sitting next to Don Callis, but Don Callis, I love him. Don Callis obnoxious. He makes up his own facts. You can't tell him he's a liar because he he makes up the facts as he goes. 
Uh, so we'll see. Listen, it's up to the people. <laughs> it's up to the people. And if they demand it and they give us enough money and whatever, it, we'll see. Uh, Josh, Josh Matthews, by the way, is still around. He's a senior producer for Impact Wrestling. So he's the guy that I have to speak to about some of the issues on the actual show tonight. And we'll talk about that, some of the tech issues. Um, Miss B took off her skirt. The referee was like, hell yeah. He was just staring him. <laughs> Just staring holes at it. It's the 80s. Misbehaving spanks Lady Bird Johnston. And that's a whole thing. And then by the end of the match, Lady Bird Johnston smacks Miss B with the the board that she brought that said, let's have some fun. And then hits her leg drop. She wins it. By the way, the music that they have for Lady Bird Johnston, sweet sax, bro. It's given. Yes. (laughs) Love it. Give me some of that. And then we had to watch Impact Wrestling. We're not going to talk about George Iceman. Do we have to? I guess we should keep the gimmick, shouldn't we? Should we keep going. I mean, George Eisman said he said there was something going down. He didn't say attempted murder, but that's what I had to do with. You're right. So, so George Eisman gave us his Eisman intel, and he had to say there were problems within Violent by Design. Says that Eric Young approached Cody Deaner that they're concerned with the strength of VBD. EY said meet him this week, and the rumors were hot and heavy that Eric Young was spotted at the abandoned prison where Deaner was initiated into violent by design boy howdy cresta that ended up being spot on from mr iceman intel didn't it he said he was on location so it's quite presumable that he was outside of the jail cell like what's going on in here (laughs) (laughs) he's one of the violent by design guys Uh, let me see if i could do it without giving myself Arthritis. Oh yeah, doing the the, the violence thing. Oh, that hurts. Still my hurts. <laughs> Still hurts to do. It's it's unnatural. Some people are just like, I can do it, and I'm like, that's not natural. That's not okay. Good for you being limber. We're both under nine thousand years old, so we gotta, you know. <laughs> Emmy Sulko sent us a, a, a hover chat saying tonight's show was transferred from a 2003 CD drive. So let's just get right into the impact show itself. The crowd miking was god-awful, Cresta. It sounded like it was low-quality garbage. And then they did a smidge better of a job with the announcers, but it wasn't much better. It took me the hell out of the show for most of it. How did you feel about the uh, the audio? Did it hit you at all or what? So maybe I didn't notice it because it was giving that the fans... Tonight was open mic night because the fans were not having it. They Every time someone said... If you bully or I'm not feeling this match or you suck, you absolutely heard it. Typically, sometimes you hear it, but not that loud. Tonight, the fans were not having it. Maybe that was the mic quality. I did notice it on commentary just a little bit, but it didn't take me out of it. I go into rose-colored glasses, so maybe I'm a jabroni not paying attention. <laughs> just It was just, no, it doesn't. And that's the thing. It doesn't always sound like that. Their audio production isn't always as bad as it was mm-hmm. tonight. And I guess we'll find out next week if the, the if it was a whole taping-wide issue or if it was just whoever was doing the audio that week. Something just, again, I, I say this every week when we do this show. It's like Impact can always go 99%. I was just about to 100. say that. And I'm like, I'm sure you said at some point they can always get right there, right there. <laughs> right up to the line. And then their audio is shit. So... Either way, it was it was what took me out of the show. But there was a lot of really good in tonight's mm-hmm. show. So I, I really want to talk about the uh, the Diener stuff. And we're going to talk about the Diener and Eric Young stuff because that's obviously yeah. um, such an amazing thing. I'm also going to tell you guys now, um, I have exclusive audio that I haven't played for anyone else. 
because I keep telling you guys week in and week out about this interview that I did with Eric Young that probably should see the light of day. Well, I don't have the video, but I have the audio of his uh, conversation with me when we talked about whether or not he would become a producer backstage or if he's done, he's done. And I know I've made allusions to that before. Cresta heard the audio. It was just a 30-second snippet. So we're going to play it tonight on the show just so that you guys get that little exclusive about Eric Young's mindset, at least how it was to me back when we spoke at the end of June this past uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it was this past June. So uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's something to, to maybe keep an eye out for and keep your ears open for as we talk about the show. First, Bully Ray Cresta. My God. This is, again, you're, you're, I don't know how you felt about this promo. I think a lot of people are split. I see it in your eyes. I feel like you didn't love it, but maybe I'm wrong. Bully I'm going to let you out. finish. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> I liked this promo. It got mostly the right amount of heat, but it got it. It got there after Bully stopped doing the stupid, hey, kid, I'll come and beat you up. Or, hey, guy in the front row, I'm, I'm going to come down there and rip your sign. Like when he uh-huh. stopped doing that and he started talking about his version of history in Impact Wrestling, I was, I was in. I was focused. I was into this promo. What did you think? And then we'll, we'll actually like run it down. So Cheap Heat always pops me. When you say your hometown sucks, this little kid is fat. Oh, yeah, I'm here for it. I love Cheap Heat. Because <laughs> it's like of all the ways you can go, you can say go eat a Frank. You know what I mean? It's so stupid. So I love that first and foremost. But when he said his version of history and when he got to like I screwed out Hogan, it was the funniest thing because that's supposed to be a dick. And the crowd was like, Thank you. Like, we're no one's mad about it. But then when he started going into other things, all I could think of, you are a grandstand and a hot dog. And I was here for it. Someone needed to come and shut him up. I'm glad Rich Swan came out to shut him up. But at some point it was like, okay, Bully Ray, we know not to trust you. We did know that. That's true. That's one of the things that kind of turned me off about the promo mm-hmm. a little bit, or at least got me down. I was just like, you're not telling us something that we didn't already know. But at the same time, again, he's telling his bad guy heel version of the truth so bully comes out he says i'm from new york the crowd's from kentucky you might not understand me and i'm like okay and then he does the bringing the kid and he does the the guy gonna take the sign and kick his face in whatever he had the guy in the in the front row had an fu bully sign which by the way he goes around and eventually does rip the sign Mm -hmm. off and i i was a big fan of him actually getting around to it and not just saying he'll do it yeah so bully starts he's like he he believes he did everything right He's like, I ran the gauntlet. I won the trophy. Scott DeMore broke the trophy. I told everyone that I was going to call my shot, and I did exactly that. He says, Josh Alexander is a great professional wrestler. Puts over Josh Alexander, but he then says he's not as smart as Bully Ray. Bully Ray thinks he's the smartest guy in the entire industry. And again, this is just delusional heel you know, talking his shit. <laughs> you know? Then I think that's something that we kind of get lost in sometimes. Yeah. And, and then he says, like, Josh Alexander forgot who Bully was. And I'm like, Bully, literally everyone told us. Like, how could we forget literally three months, two months up until this? They were like, Bully's an asshole. Hey, by the way, thank you for this. Bully's an asshole. Like, literally out of nowhere. Like, we know, bro. Like, no one no one thought you were a good guy. No, zero people thought you were a good guy. <laughs> So Bully runs down his accomplishments and impact. He's like, I'm the guy who ran Hulk Hogan out of impact. And I'm like, yay. And then he's like, I'm the guy who beat Sting to make sure he couldn't challenge for the impact championship anymore. And he's like, Brooke, well, I screwed her too. And I was like, okay, that's, that's the great beat. I was fine with that. And then he mentions, I put Dixie Carter through a table, but like kind of ran through that line. And he says, I built impact wrestling. I built this place. 
And he said, why would Josh Alexander let his wife be in the same building as Bully Ray? And I'm like, that's, a, again, he makes a good point. He's a bad guy just talking about his experience. And he's a little messed up. Like, he's, it's his, it's his perception because everyone's the hero in their story. And Bully mm-hmm. really thinks that he's the guy. So he says, Josh Alexander won't be around for a couple of weeks. He has some trauma. His family endured a lot of trauma. Take all the time you need, he says, because as long as you show up at Hard to Kill. And then Rich Swan comes out. Beats up Bully Ray, and we get Bully Ray and Rich Swan. So the match itself, it's fine. It, yeah. Good back and forth at the beginning, and eventually it's a DQ because Bully uses the chain, and then they do a whole beatdown. And then Tommy Dreamer comes out. So tell me, because I've talked enough, tell me how you're feeling about um, where we go from here because Bully Ray comes out and gets DQ'd, and then Tommy Dreamer comes out, and then Scott Demore comes out. So talk to me about how you were feeling about the match and, and the uh, aftermath. The match was fine. My two cents on the match really is just that Bully Ray was doing his dance to keep Swan down, but Swan is one of those wrestlers that you literally have to hit him with a brick to knock him out. And that's no disrespect. I put him up there with like Johnny Gargano and them. Like he can take a beating. This man does not stay down. So of course he cheated. But after weeks of people saying they don't like Bully Ray, he's a snake. We don't like him. Why did Rich Swan get beat for a solid five, 10 minutes before of all people, Tommy Dreamer comes down? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Through that whole time, Tommy Dream is yelling at him. Poor Rich Swan's arm is up in the thing. Nobody got the man down. So it's like, do you guys really hate Bully Ray? Are you afraid of Bully Ray? Because Rich Swan is the only one who went down there to shut him up. And then y'all left him hanging after for weeks. Y'all are like, well, Bully's a, a jerk or whatever it is. Do y'all not like Rich Swan? I thought Rich Swan was the homie. Like, I don't know what you go, where you go with this. I don't, again, I kind of don't see why Tommy Dreamer came down, but I guess it's the only voice of reason. But Bully Ray made a very valid point at the end of that promo when Scott Demore was losing his shit, spitting on him. He's like, you can say I'm all of these things, but you hired me, Scott. So who's really the bad guy? So I'm like, I got to give credit where credit is due. He's right. You can be mad at me. You can say I'm a scumbag. I'm a piece of shit. I'm all of this stuff. But you hired me. You signed that contract. You wrote up the contract. Here I am. This is your fault. He says, you're right about one thing, Scott. I am a piece of shit. And Scott Demore is just losing his mind. And I love this. I I thought Scott, this was one of his better um, emotes that came in. Like he, he really went over the top. And at the same time, people, you know, bully coming out and being like, you hired me. And he's right. Again, like a bully is not wrong about what he's saying. And now Scott's got to be like, he he's beside himself because he caused this, but he also mm-hmm. caused honor no more. So it's like, why didn't he get this angry at honor no more? Not important. I'm whatever. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, Scott threatens to fight or, or, uh, Scott threatens to fight bully. And then bully grabs a chair. And I like this. Dreamer steps in front of, of, of Scott Demore to stop the chair shot. Bully doesn't even take a swing at Dreamer. And he could have. And he should have. But he didn't. Mm-hmm. And they do the piece of shit thing. And then Bully reminds Scott that he's the guy who hired him. And that's the segment. I'm a little... First of all, I, again, I'll, I'll say it. I enjoyed the Bully Ray segment. I'm a little perplexed as to why Scott is beside himself now. Because he's the guy mm-hmm. who did it. But Bully's going to get under everyone's skin now. Which I don't hate either. I hate that for me. 
I do like when Scott Demore threw his jacket down and gave me Ric Flair, Jay Lethal, and I popped. <laughs> I popped. I don't care. I popped. He threw his jacket down. I was like, "Oh, you mad?" I was all. I was seeing it on Twitter, and I was saying it to you too. I was like, "Joel, come get your dad. He mad. <laughs> your dad is pissed." <laughs> Why does he have to fight people? Like this man is so calm. Look Bully at him. Ray he's... got under his skin. Bully Ray is under that man. So he's in his veins because he hired him and he knows his contract is for the next five years. <laughs> We're not fighting people in this family. Don't know what it is. But either way, uh, Ryan Sullivan with the super chat saying, uh, it really helped Bully protect the old yam bags. <laughs> Tess, my boss. I, I know. know. <laughs> I saw it. Should have walked up. <laughs> oh, God. I can't play it on this show because I don't want to get us demonetized, but it's funny. I've posted it on Cresta's Twitter before. She's seen it's it. It's 10 she out knows. of 10. I, I literally quote that four or five times a day. <laughs> Absolutely. Trey Miguel's backstage. He says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, losers of all ages. People are not happy with Trey Miguel. Trey talks about how he tattooed the X Division title on his leg and then he lost it. So he had to go get back what was his and then. He spray paints it green and says, this is the future. Trey told me in an interview that's up on Fightful.com that the X Division is what made him join Impact. I'm a big fan of where this can possibly go. How did you feel about this promo? And was it for you? Are you looking forward to heal Trey Miguel? What do you think of the, uh, the, the promo from Trey? I like the concept of it. You're arrogant. You're petty. You are something I feel like. I don't want to sound cliche, but he is something that I feel is missing since Ace Austin joined Chris Bay. That smarmy, almost borderline slimy, but he's got the resume to back it up. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I I did laugh a lot when he spray painted it green. I'm like, at this point, just say suck it. Like, come on now. (laughs) But like, I'm excited to see where it goes. And I know he has the stuff to back it up because I've seen the matches. So I would like to see him wrestle heel if that means cheating not getting dq'd or how far are you willing to go we might see a whole nother side because we already know black taurus is going to come for that ass again folks if you're tuning in live uh, i have some exclusive uh, comments from an eric young interview about whether or not he would go what what what's, what, he, what he wants to do when he's done with wrestling and we're going to play those a little bit later on tonight in the show uh moose and bupinder gujar have a First time ever match. Apparently that was a thing all mm-hmm. night tonight, which yeah. was cool. Uh, the match was actually, it was pretty good. I, I quite enjoyed it. So Gujar had some stiff lariats. They do. Moose has the power bomb to Bupinder Gujar on the apron. That was some good, good stuff. Uh, they do the shot for shot. And I love Moose yelling. I enjoy hurting you, Bupinder. Uh, his sling blade looked good. Does Gujar's. And then the finish was cool because Moose walks out of the way of the gargoyle spear. Makes makes the younger and more impressionable Gujar look stupid. Mm-hmm. And then Gujar gets one up on Moose because Moose went for his spear. Gujar leapfrogs it, but then Moose, being the wily veteran, just turns around and hits the one right on Gujar and gets the win. And then post-match, Moose is just like, I'm the guy who told Bully Ray or who told everybody who Bully Ray really is. And again, this is another bad guy, another heel saying, I told you so, I'm living my truth. Mm-hmm. And he calls the crowd Kentucky Fried Idiots, and I'm just like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, he says that he knew he told everyone that Bully would screw Josh Alexander at Overdrive. Says he didn't win at Overdrive, but he was right about about Bully Way about Bully Ray. Easy for me to say. And then like we were all right, Moose. We all got this. Come on yeah. now. And then he's like, I don't want any of you to say his name. And what happens next? He appears. And out comes Joe Hendry. 
did, did it feel to you like they kind of pushed this to happen? Like they kind of like they shoehorned it in. I know we love Joe Henry on the show. We don't say anything mean about him. It was a good segment. We're going to talk about it. But up until this point, Joe Henry comes out. Are you like, are you enjoying Moose? Did you enjoy the match? How are you up until this point? I like the match. I will say I see Moose really putting Gujar over. Like in, in the way that he was wrestling, like not taking anything away from Gujar, but Moose really, I, I thought it was a good solid match. Afterwards, I don't care if they shoehorn in Joe Hendry anytime. When he started saying, I'm so sick of Bully Ray, I was right about Bully Ray, like we all were. He's like, I don't even want to say his name. When he said that, I started screaming, and he appears. I would I don't care. I don't care. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think because it's like, why are you coming out here, Joe Hendry? You're gonna get beat up by Moose. You better stop. He's angry as hell. And then when it didn't happen, I was happy. I was disturbed because now I don't want Moose to beat him up and take that title. But then Joe Hendry wasn't bad. He was mixing it up with it. So now I'm like, do I want to see this? Yes. They didn't make Joe Hendry look like a guy who was just going to get the shit kicked out of him by Moose. And I appreciated Mm -hmm. that. Joe Hendry comes down. He says, what are you doing? Moose says, what are you doing in my ring? And Hendry's like, you called me out. (laughs) And Moose Moose is like, no, I said, don't say Bully Ray's name. And Hendry's like, well, no, you said my, you said, don't say his name and that's me because joe hendry is you say his name and he appears moose is like i got no time for your fun and games and hendry's like that's not what you want moose i know a cry for help when i see one he puts his hand on moose's back it was so good (laughs) and then moose eventually hits a big boot takes down hendry hendry jumps back up and Gujar is perched behind Moose, hits a gargoyle spear, gets that revenge. So uh, not a bad way to end a segment and just kind of give a little bit of um, enough finality, but certainly kind of push mm-hmm. a, a potential story with Henry and Moose together. Do you think that Gujar maybe tries to revisit the digital media championship now that it's on Henry? I would love that. Again, I still want to see Bupinder Gujar have his first title mm-hmm. win in Impact be the digital media championship. If for any other reason... It's it's believable. How's yeah. That? Okay. Yeah. No, I see that. What do you think? Would you rather Gujar go for a different title, or where's your brain at with Gujar and the digital media title? I like Gujar a lot. I could see him winning that, but I'm a wild card. I would like to see what he does with the X division because I think if you put him in something like that, it'll really push the boundaries of his character because there's some stiff competition in the X division, which is pretty much all of impact. <laughs> so like, there's some really re- there's like some stiff regulars and I think it'll diversify his wrestling style. I do like the idea of Joe Hendry versus Moose because I feel like Joe Hendry's such a yuck, yuck character or a high concept gimmick. And Moose is just like, I'm angry. I'm fucking Moose. <laughs> Fair. Um, and also, it's worth pointing out that when we did the uh, the post show for uh, Overdrive, we mm-hmm. talked about the 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 pre show match with the six way X division match, right? And Gujar and Hotch were two guys to look out for. So there's a case to be made for Gujar in the X division, but I don't think we're there quite yet for the X division championship. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But I hear you. I think there's there's definitely space for Gujar sometime down the line. But it's not yet. I think the digital media championship might be a good start for him. Can you imagine Moose and Joe Hendry in a tag team? That would be the funniest, bestest odd couple because Moose is so angry and Joe Hendry would just be motivating him the entire time. 
I'm actually a fan. Like I would want to do it. It moose and anger management. Well, now we're just taking stories out of Doctor Shelby's book. I'm sorry. I'm, I regret nothing, actually. <laughs> Well, I don't regret y'all leaving a thumbs up here and hanging out with us. 222 likes on this video. We'll do uh, throwback throwdown three on Friday night, tomorrow night. GM Miller's talking with Speedball Mike Bailey. It's a quick one. Um, just ask Speedball, how do you feel? Kenny King getting in your face and getting in your way for the last couple of weeks. Speedball says he would like to believe that if it wasn't for Kenny King, he would have won the X Division Championship. If it wasn't for Kenny King, he would have won the six-way match at Overdrive that we just talked about. And he says, regardless of Kenny King's mission, Speedball Mike Bailey's goals and attitudes and impact will remain exactly as they are. Mike Bailey kind of came off as a robot in this interview. What'd you think overall? I thought he was so wholesome. It gives oh, it's me, very wholesome. It gives me Karate Kid. That's what it gives me. It gives me Karate Kid, and I, I love it. I want him to stay wholesome, and, and when he goes heel... It's going to break my heart, but he's so wholesome. I, even as robotic, I still love it. I don't hate it yet. Yeah. And, and when I say robotic, I don't mean this in a bad way. Mm. I mean this in a, like, you could tell that he had it planned out the way he wanted to say it. And it could be part of his like, yeah, a bit insincere. As someone said in the chat, like it's, mm -hmm. I, there's something there. And I think there's a moment, it's not about a heel turn. I think it's about a breaking bad moment where this guy who's so wholesome karate kid, like is eventually going to do something that, the the good guy would normally not do and suddenly okay, this fair. wholesome demeanor has a bit of a crisis of conscience it was very straight-faced you know yeah. it, it was prepared and that's not a bad thing i think that was what we were going for in this case uh so that, that was, it's a little moment that actually may have said a lot more than we uh than we thought initially big brain there you go that's what we do here big brains <laughs> Steve Macklin and Frankie Kazarian put their big brains together in a match that had great chemistry. Yes. First time ever. I don't love that this was a DQ finish, but I do understand if they want to revisit this match later on down the line in some sort of hardcore, no rules, yada, yada. Maybe it's hard to kill. I, I'd be fine with that. But, I wouldn't uh, yeah. even know how they would end it without it being a DQ. I wouldn't want Macklin to get pinned here because he's been on a run. And even though Frankie Kazarian just lost to Josh Alexander, for all intents and purposes, that's Josh Alexander. You had a 40-minute yeah. match with Josh Alexander. He's your champion. I wouldn't want him to lose to Macklin. I don't want Macklin to lose to Kazarian either. I think this was the right call. I mean, I don't know why Macklin did it, but. I, and I think that's part of the, the, I think this would have been okay, this DQ finish, had they not done the Bully Ray DQ finish that's earlier in the night. Doing that was just, it kind of took away from uh, from just the consistency of the show and just having a clean finish. Uh, M.A. Sokol, by the way, about uh, that uh, speedball promo. He's a sweet and kind, but he sounded like Zoolander. Do you think this is a center for ants? Do you think this is an X division for ants? All I think of when I think of Zoolander is the blue steel, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like that Kazarian is having a better time in Impact than he's had in AEW for the last little while. Yes. Um, I don't hate that this is a resurgence for Kazarian and having uh, a chance to up his stock. I think that's yes. really helpful. But other than that, the match was just a good match that shouldn't have ended in a DQ. Or if, it, if they were going to do it, they shouldn't have showed it on the same episode as the Bully Ray match. Yeah, the charisma from these two, or the chemistry rather, beyond. And I'm like thinking to myself, like the only thing I hated about that match is that sometimes 
these two can look like you're build a wrestler. But in the wrestling, in this match tonight, I was just like, it was stiff as hell too. Again, I don't understand. Like, I guess storyline wise, it was blow for blow, but it's like Macklin, you had him match just, you really didn't have to cheat. I, I get it, I guess. And maybe you save a definitive finish for like a hard to kill or something like that. So these two can go back and forth. But if it's going to end like this again, it's going to be rather disappointing. And also too, it's like last week, Macklin, you're the one who kind of issued this. You're the one who instigated this. So why would you cheat? Like, I get it. But at the same time, I feel like it could have been done better, if that makes sense. Yeah. The KIA onto the chair to end the segment. I really liked that. I think it's going to promote a grudge match down the line. Um, But earlier before the DQ, they do this really cool spot. Kaz escapes caught in the crosshairs where he's in the tree of woe, pulls himself up, and then Macklin slides out. And then when he went went to go back in the ring, and then Kazarian gets that slingshot cutter. Again, the wily veteran getting one up on the guy who does who has experience but not nearly as mm. much as Kazarian. Macklin then getting his foot on the ropes for the pin. Again, just a nice little touch here and there that those two guys were able to work into this match. Absolutely. Tasha Steele, Savannah Evans. Uh I, I we're sowing some seeds, man. Tasha you said this last week. You said, watch, Tasha Steele is going to blame this on Savannah Evans, even though Tasha is the one who took the pin. First of all, congratulations to Tasha Steeles, who announced she signed a new deal with Impact Wrestling this week. Nice. She's going to be hanging around. That's good news. Uh, Tasha just goes off on Savannah, being like, where were you at Overdrive? Savannah's like, I was trying to stop Death Dolls from pinning you. And then Tasha's just like, Savannah, you can face Taya Valkyrie next week. I'll sit at ringside, and you can teach me a thing or two since I lost to Taya. And so I'm kind of expecting Taya Valkyrie to win that match after Tasha kind of influences the decision i agree with that first of all i want to say savannah evans makeup tonight looks so good even from that angle the highlights on the cheeks yes god mama box down root okay that out the way i loved this because she just said all she said was one thing i was trying for them not to pin you and then tasha's like i'm the problem so it's me so it's me i'm like girl you're so delusional i love a delusional heel and i think next week even if Savannah Evans may get close to Penn and Taya or anything like that, Tasha Steele's going to yuck it up, like you said. And then Savannah Evans and Tasha Steele's going to enter a program. And I can't wait. I cannot wait. And I cannot wait to tell you about Fightful Select. The best five bucks in the biz, baby. Today we had the Grab City Q&A. We had some AW Dark storyline scoops, which I know sounds really weird and like not cool, but it's actually really interesting stuff going on there. And the William Regal news, of course. And my interview dropped with uh, Greektown Wrestling Champion and founder Channing Decker. Why is it important? Well, two reasons. One, they have a lot of Impact Wrestling stars on their shows. And two, their next events are going to be in Toronto, London, Ontario, and Hamilton, Ontario proper. December 16th weekend. Josh Alexander's on the card. Bupinder Gujar's on the card. Cole Carter from AEW's are on the card. So many wrestlers are on the card. Jody Threat is on the card. I'm sure many, many more are going to be announced soon. Uh, but my interview with Channing Decker did drop today on Fightful Select. Go check that out. Five bucks with all the scoops and all the podcasts, all the stuff you can get. Why aren't you subscribed yet? Why aren't do you, it. Do it. Why aren't you subscribed right now? Go. I'll wait. Do it. Tell you, no one, wait. Hurry up. Come on. Here we are. What's not clicking, Steven? <laughs> That's right. And by the way, don't forget, we're going to air those Eric Young comments very soon. Gia Miller's with Edward Edwards. 
And of course, Edward Edwards has a whole lot of not much to say. <laughs> That's funny. It's like a lot of change since we last spoke. PCO is dead or whatever. Um, Edwards is like, I don't want to talk about my personal life. Says last year it took a toll on his marriage. And then Gia's like, well, a hand emerged from the ground. And he's like, I'm done with it. I don't want to talk about it. It's over. I don't regret a thing from last year. Every decision I made was for a reason. He did it to build a better future for himself and impact. And now he's focused on his future. And then Delirious shows up, another guy from his past. Now, what's funny is that Delirious and Edward Edwards never had a singles match. And they've only tagged together. So I'm looking forward to Edward Edwards versus Delirious at one point. What'd you think of the segment? What'd you think of the promo? And what'd you think of Delirious's five-star promo? I'm not going to hold you. I kind of tuned out this promo from Eddie Edwards. Once he was like, before we get started, Gia, I'm not. So I was like, well, I know where this is going. I kind of just tuned out. I'm not going to hold you. Like, whatever. I didn't. I don't know who Delirious is. So he ain't say nothing. I was like, beat him up. <laughs> beat up Edward Edwards man who don't beat him up <laughs> so you would have seen last week if we had done a show BTI did have a match and it was Yuya Yumura and Delirious they tagged up together for the first time ever I forget who they faced I'm sure someone in the chat's going to remind me mm-hmm. but uh, Yuya and, and Delirious did team up and they did have a promo afterwards so maybe worth going out of your way to check out those five star Delirious promos I mean, sometimes the best words is nothing at all. Let me tell you about an actual five-star promo. Heath and Rhino are with Motor City Machine Guns. (laughs) 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 So Motor City Machine Guns walk in and they're like, hey, we beat Ace of Bays. We're, you know, Heath and Rhino, you're done with the major players. Let's get our tag title shot up in the air. And Heath is like, I'll go to Scott Delmore and we'll make the tag title match for next week. How does that sound? And MCMG are just like, let's do it. That sounds great. And Rhino's just like, I know you both are Detroit guys like I am. And then he just goes off. <laughs> he says, I'm not going to use the expletives, but there's a lot of F-bombs. He says, I'm going to rip out your faces and rip out your hearts. I'm going to rip you both in half with a gore. And it's intense. And they just stare at each other. And everyone stares in disbelief. And Heath just says, I love that man. And he walks away. So, okay, Rhino, if you don't, if you want a really good idea of who Rhino is, watch his promos from ECW in like 99, 2000, and even 2001, the last couple of months. The, <laughs> they were, that, that was a Rhino ECW promo. And you had to go back and watch it. It was just expletive filled and yelling. And like his, his promos in ECW were awful, but they were so intense that you had to like <laughs> them. Not they were awful, but it worked because he was yelling at us. <laughs> That's right. Because he was yelling, you had to listen. What do you think of the promo? I thought it was fantastic for what it was. As you couldn't tell by my reaction, I loved it. At first, I was like, okay, pretty standard <laughs> promo. And then Rhino just says, step to the side. It just goes ham taro. I'm like, yo, what is... Did you have a Red Bull? <laughs> like Several. What is happening? And everyone's just looking at him like, yo... And what sent me over the moon is afterwards, Alex Shelley is like, he's spit That's right. There's good just physical comedy with Motor City Machine Guns because they've been around for Ooh. so long and it was so good. I loved it. That was that promo, that and the Joe Henry, my highlight of the night. Absolutely. So they're going next week. They're saying Savannah Evans and Ty Valkyrie are going to be on the card. Josh Alexander returns. Presumably the tag title matches up, but uh, they didn't announce it officially mm-hmm. on the rundown, but presumably that's happening. 
last rodeo time. This was the main event before the real main event of, you know, someone shiving a guy. Yeah. Uh, last rodeo match, Deanna Perrazzo takes on Mickey James. This was a great match. Just a strong match. They're stiff. They worked each uh-huh. other before. There's some good callbacks to their last two matches. Um, I like the idea of Deanna's unraveling being that she gets angrier and angrier, and that causes her to lose focus. Uh, and in the end, it's just a roll through, grab the tights. Mickey does the same thing and gets three count. Referee doesn't see it. Uh, what'd you think of the match? And then we'll talk about the post match. Turnabout is fair play. You can't grab a handful of my tights and then get mags. I hit you with the Yogi Doke and grab a handful of your tights. Typically, in almost every Deanna Perrazzo match I've watched, when she gets angrier, she literally hulks up, and it typically works out for her. She worked every part of Mickey Jane's body, from that standing on the hair, pulling the arm, to put her in that, I forgot what the, the Venus, whatever it is, where they have both her arms back the like Venus that. Milo. Yeah. Yeah, like, she she's working her legs. Every part of Mickey James, she had a target for. Literally, at this in this match, and I'm not taking anything away from Mickey James, but Deanna be herself in this match. You got desperate. You tried to cheat, but you know Mickey James is that girl. She's tough. She's stiff. My last two shout-outs, Deanna's hair stayed curly that whole match. It was so luscious and pretty. And Mickey's gear tonight looked good. It looked so pretty. I know that I only asked for that opinion, but I gave it to you anyway. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm just giving people a heads up that we're going to be talking about Eric Young and those exclusive comments very shortly. Here we are. Well, first of all, I'm just going to say that um, – there's there's the Venus to Milo spot that you talked about. I uh-huh. love that Mickey barely gets to the ropes. Yes. That, that was something that I just disgusting. Yes. There was some really, really good stuff there. So we have a super chat. Um, VBD's in jail. We're, that's basically where we're at here. We have a super chat from Brian Medina. It says, now the Triple H is in control in WWE. Do you see Eric Young coming back or to AEW, Ring of Honor, or MLW? Now. Like I said, I spoke to Eric Young at Greektown Wrestling, which I talked about earlier, uh, back in June. And and I asked him, hey, when you're done, what do you want to do? And he talks about um, producing, and he talks about whether or not he wants to keep going in any other role backstage. So here's the audio. I'm just going to play the audio, not the video, because the video is a whole other story. Here's the audio. Take a listen. Yeah, I don't know if, it, if that uh, excites me, to be honest. I, I've done it some, and it is enjoyable, and you're still part of it, you know, and you can still get that, uh, for lack of a better word, that high of creating something that people enjoy. Um, and I think maybe down the road, but I don't think so, man. I don't I don't think it's for me. That The reality is, is I love the act of wrestling and all the other stuff that comes along with that. I'm kind of done with it all. And uh, once I can't do that anymore, I think I'll, I think I'll be done. Yeah, I think I'll be done. There you go. Very straightforward. I had asked him about whether or not he wants to be a producer, whether or not that's something he likes. He basically says, done it, tried it, didn't love it because I can't be as creative as I want to be. But seems like he's saying when I can't be an in-ring competitor anymore, I'm done. And sounded pretty sure of himself. What do you think of that, uh, the clip? What do you think of Eric Young's comments? I will always respect wrestlers who are like, when I'm done, I'm done. I've heard many a wrestler say, I don't want to become a shell of myself, not being able to do what I want to do, going in the ring, putting my partner at risk. So I respect it. I am now getting to see and know who Eric Young is as a performer. Cause when I first met him, he was still in like sanity and what was left of it in WWE. And now to see him taking on, for the lack of a better word, this ultra violent persona, it's nice to see him do something and be the guy that everyone said he was. 
but to see it come so short, if he is done, not saying that he is, but if he is done, you know, I respect it. Take care of your body. Take care of your mental health. There's, there's a lot of things that go into it, but I would like to see, I would like to see him go out as a good guy. I think everyone deserves a redemption arc. Also too, um, we didn't go over the post-match with Mickey James. Oh, we didn't, did we? It's not important. It's fine. I, I beg to differ, young, young man. <laughs> My bad. I dropped the load way too fast. It's all good. It happens. Sometimes you get too excited. I was very excited. I wanted everyone to hear that so that they could say, I heard it here first. Uh, post-match, the last one, Jordan Grace comes out, challenges Mickey James to a match at Hard to Kill. First time ever. Jordan says Mickey worked her way back to the top of Impact. Made Deanna look strong, by the way. I like mm-hmm. that. She's the, bo- the the boss before the final boss. And uh, now we have no more of Last Rodeos until Hard to Kill, I guess. What do you think? Jordan Grace challenges Mickey James to a Knockouts World Title match. Hard to Kill. First time ever. And my hardest of hearts, I love the chaos option. You already know I'm looking for the most chaotic option. I say Mickey James wins. Not because she quote-unquote beats Jordan Grace, but because Master Slamovich has had a fucking no. Oh, maybe. And I mean, to me, that's the most chaotic because Mickey James is a stand-up girl. But what do you do? Do you say no after Masha done hit this woman with a chair? The ref is already asleep because the ref got one HP. What do you do? Do you say no? Do you not pin the girl? Or do you take what's yours? Come on now. I think that'd be the most chaotic option. And I would low-key, high-key love that. But I also don't want to see Mickey James retire just yet. If like Again, like with um, Eric Young, if she's ready and she's like, I wanted to do this my way. Thank you guys so much for taking the pins for me. And now I'm going to do the same for Jordan Grace to solidify her championship because this would look great for her. Absolutely. But I'm kind of liking this hardcore country thing because um, I want Chelsea Green to retire her. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I like that story. I love that. Seems like Chelsea Green is uh, maybe done, done, done. She went home. With impact. She went home. She may have gone, she may have gone home, home. But I want to see this match. Jordan Grace, Mickey James, we've always been going there. I like that they're doing it hard to kill. They're not mm-hmm. stretching this out much longer. Like I said, I like that Deanna Perrazzo was the the final boss before the final, final boss. And I don't know, maybe there's room for Nick Aldis to get involved. I don't want any anyone to get involved in this match. I want this to be a straight-up one-on-one match. Someone loses. Someone looks up at the lights. That's it. And if that's Jordan Grace retiring Mickey James... I'm okay with that too. I'd be okay with that. I just, if there's going to be interference, like I said earlier, if you're going to do DQ, have it make sense. I don't see why Nick Aldis would come out there. You don't want your wife to retire. I mean, I get it, but uh, to me, that doesn't make sense. Masha being pissed off about the last, the last two matches between her and Grace. To me, that makes more sense. Or somebody who feels overlooked by Grace, that may make more sense. Or Green coming out to screw Mickey, and then Mickey's like, no, this is, you know, to me, that makes more sense. I wouldn't want someone who has nothing to do with anything, because there's a lot of spinning plates here, to come in and just upset the fruit basket, if you will. I like that analogy. It's a good point. I just, like I said, I want it to be a straight-up match. Don't mess me up. Let's just go (laughs) one-on-one. Now. Here we go. Are you ready for uh, for VPD in jail? Listen, anything I say, I do not want to go to court. I don't want to be on the witness stand. I don't know what I witnessed. I thought this was sports entertainment. No more further questions at this time. So it's worth pointing out that in Impact Wrestling, Mickey James was pushed in front of a train. The OGs ran over a kid. 
Luchasaurus had his head smashed with a wrench. All right, hold Allie on, time out, time out. You go, wait, what? I didn't even what? I didn't even know Luchasaurus. <laughs> Johnny Bravo was shot. Ethan Page has his heart torn out before going to AEW. And then Eric Young was stabbed. A 19-year career, Eric Young, most of which was in Impact Wrestling. The story arc potentially ending on Eric Young's career tonight. Once he's done, he's done, done. And it looks like he's done, done. So we open up, we're in the jail where Cody Diener was initiated into Violent by Design. Eric Young says, why did Gene, Why did you join Violent by Design? And Diener says to help fight the sickness. Now at this point they pan, there's a knife on the table, there's a shiv on the table. And Diener is always reviled the sickness. And so Eric asks, how do you know when you've encountered the sickness? Diener says, failure. Eric asks, would you, you would, you would do anything to eliminate the sickness? Is it anything, anything. And Diener's kind of staring at it. He kind of knows what's going on. And Eric says, what if I said the sickness were in this room right now? He says, what do you need? What do you mean? He says, would you eliminate it? And then Diener stutters. And then it's a simple yes or no. Eric replies. There's back and forth shots at this point of Diener and Eric Young crossing paths, looking at each other in a jail cell while the other one is outside of the jail cell. And then they both go for the knife. They would both try to eliminate each other. They're both going to fight. This fight goes on for quite a little while. And then eventually the music changes. Eric says, you can fix this. You can. Diener has the shiv. He says, you are violence. Kill the sickness. Eric says, become the violence. You are the design. Stabs Eric Young. And then Diener sits down at the table. And there's an Eric Young overdub saying, I was the designer, but you are the design. Weeks ago, Cresta, we talked about the uh, the fight for the control of violent by design mm-hmm. how do you feel now that eric young has essentially offed himself in this whole thing there's no match for control of violent by design they had a fight to the death and the death happened this week on a random episode and not in a big blow-off match at hard to kill or something like that why didn't they kill him at hard to kill because I feel like that might may cause a little bit more infighting. I mean, I don't hate it. Let me just start from here. I don't hate it. Largely because if the outcome was going to be me losing, might as well make it as violent as humanly possible. And Scott Demore is not going to let you stab some man up in the middle of Impact Wrestling. That's not happening, number one. Number two, if this is the long con, the longest of cons, if you will, from when I kidnapped you and it was you and cousin, uh, oh, my God. Jake. Thank Jake you. Jake something. Yeah, you and cousin Jake, you know, and whatever it is till now, because you were the ultimate prize and the goal because you were the one to chosen to lead this. I don't necessarily hate it. Again, if this was going to be the outcome, I will say that now that we're here out of all the speculation, because we did say like, you can't keep losing Eric Young after you said losing is the sickness. Now that we've come here, it's like I saw Cody Diener's humanity leave his eyes. When he was like, we can fix this. And he was like, nah, we got to fight to the death. Even when old boy poked him in the eye, allegedly. You know what I mean? So I I like, I don't hate it. I would like for Eric Young to come back as the ghost of Christmas past and have an actual blow off match with Cody Diener. And even if Cody pins him for real, I think the both of them deserve that. You know, he comes back like, maybe I was wrong. He's like, no, you are the sickness, but we'll see. I just... Stabbing someone? <laughs> Again, I remind you, ripping out hearts, 
running over children, getting stabbed in the throats. He buried PCO alive, but like PCO, he's alive. He's alive though. His hand popped up and everything. He was undead. He he was never dead to begin with. He was never allowed to begin with. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. This is impact is a place where people come and and when they go, they go. Have we seen Ethan Page? No. Have we seen Allie? Nope. Have we seen Luchasaurus? No. All so these people. He's a dinosaur. They, well, that's true. But when you kill a sixty-five thousand or sixty-five million year old dinosaur, it's done. But we saw Johnny. Bra- Wait, did jo- yo, Johnny Bravo got resurrected? Johnny, Johnny was never killed. Johnny Bravo, yes, was was shot, but he wasn't killed. When Impact kills somebody, they commit to the bit. Mama, <laughs> that's my I answer. Think that's it for Eric. I think that's it's it's. If they bring him back as a ghost, I think a lot of people, a lot of Impact like hardcores are going to be like, "Nah, this isn't Impact." Well, not a ghost, but like. Maybe he didn't kill old boy. He doesn't kill Eric Young. And it looks like he did. And Eric Young's like, well, you were too weak to finish the job. And then you have your blow-off match. And Cody is like, I can't finish the job. And it's like, pick a, pick a Sammy Callahan stipulation. And it's like that. And there you go. And that's how you end it. The problem with that is in wrestling terminology or wrestling world lore, how do you have a match when someone tried to End your life. Man, I've seen people wrestle over the custody of a child. This is different. <laughs> I'm talking an impact. If somebody tries to shiv me to death, I'm not going to beat you in a wrestling ring. I feel like you're overthinking it. <laughs> this is that. also impact wrestling. I feel like you're really over. Like, okay, okay, okay. Luke Gallows got put through... Uh, uh, a ring by PCO and PCO was still allowed back in that building next week. Yeah, but <laughs> where's Gallows? <laughs> you get up on there, Joel. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bring this up. If they kill them in Impact, it's usually the wrestler saying outside of abnormal situations, I'm done with Impact for good. And I really think that's what this is. Done with Impact for good. Listen, could he go, could Eric Young go elsewhere and work? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do I think he's going to? I really don't. Unless he picks up a few months somewhere or a few years. It just, it sounds like Eric is ready to be done. He's ready to hang it up. He's ready to go and wear his Nashville Predators hockey jersey, go to a game, enjoy the the fruits of his labors. 20 years yeah. is a long ass time to be a wrestler in a successful a successful company. If you don't think the impact is a success while well, they've been around for 20 years, you're still getting paid. I think Eric's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't that think, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, no, go, no, ahead. You go ahead. ahead. I was going to, someone in the chat's asking me, do you think that we would go get sanity back? I don't. I, because everyone else from sanity has moved on. Nikki cross is kind of like mm, there, but not having Eric young just show up to be with Nikki cross feels a little backwards. Bringing back Damo would be fine, but I don't know if Damo wants to come back. There's a lot of moving parts, and I feel like Sanity, while they didn't really get a fair shake on main roster WWE, I don't think Eric Young necessarily wants to try for it again, unless they're going to do trios. But I don't think they're doing trios in WWE. I will also say seeing Eric Young wrestle in Impact, WWE style I don't think really benefits Eric Young. There's a few wrestlers that I think that he would have genuine chemistry with now that is on the roster. 
in his style of like this. He wrestles a more gritty type of wrestling, and I feel like WWE is very much like. I don't know how to describe it. Like there's a, it's, it's, it's a much production. More choreographed. Yes, yeah, it's, pretty- it's a production. It's there's a lot there, and Eric Young is very like gritty, like. AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, I will give you that because those are two phenomenal wrestlers. But like outside of that, I don't see Eric Young working a match with like a Matt Riddle, maybe a Bobby Lashley, maybe, maybe. But then it's like there's a lot of people there. I think if if he is done, this is a good way to go out, getting the most shine on you and not getting lost in the shuffle or lost in the sauce. And God forbid, go back to NXT. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would be nice. How do we know if EY would be back as a producer? You You would know. Because between Sean and the people he speaks to mm-hmm. and just, just the general people who are spoken to or people who speak to people in Impact backstage or WWE backstage, you would find out. There's a producers list every week on Fightful Select. Uh, if there are new producers with Impact, you find out through Fightful Select. Mm-hmm. So it's just where I'm at. Uh, Solko saying uh, via Humper Chat, these backstage ways of writing off characters is a- essential to thread bug surprise oh sorry to to not give away big surprises going into tapings without spoilers and we say this week after week the best part about impact for me is what goes on backstage or the Mm. what's 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 filmed afterwards because the stuff that's in the ring the matches they're good they're great i'll read those spoilers because i they don't really mean much to me because i like to see how it plays out when you put the show together and this is one of those cases when i found out that the VBD segment, the jail segment was going to be the final segment of the night. I told our thumbnail guy, I'm like, hold off. Don't give me this. Don't give me that. I think it's going to be the VBD segment. Hang tight. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're talking about Eric Young. So again, the, the best stuff that happens in impact is usually backstage. It's the connective tissue. These backstage interviews or whatever, like vignettes that they have, no matter how small they are, sometimes they really are like, I think of the most random one. I think it was um, Raj Singh and um, somebody else was cutting a promo in the stairs. And two seconds into that promo, you see Moose and Sammy Callahan beating the hell out of each other. And I think that led into their monsters ball or something like that. So I think like even if you if it is pre-recorded, this connective tissue, these little bits and pieces here help you string it along. I do again. I don't hope Eric Young retires, but if he's tired, let that man sleep. Hell yeah! And and by the way, I'll point this out. If you read this set of tapings uh, spoilers, the people were very confused about this whole Moose, Joe Hendry, Bupinder Gujar thing. Because the way it was typed out, it sounded like Moose made a mistake in his promo calling out Joe Hendry. And instead, Bupinder Gujar came out. Whatever they did to fix that, or maybe the person who wrote up the report was a little confused. Mm -hmm. uh, It made a lot more sense tonight, seeing the match was just Gujar versus Moose. And then afterwards... Joe Hendry came out because Moose said, don't say his name. It didn't sound like Moose screwed up. It literally sounded like yeah. the person who went and sent in the spoilers just didn't understand what was happening. Say his name and he appears. You can't literally Joe Hendry at this point is giving me our truth. And I love that. Remember our dude just come out for random stuff. Like when he challenged Paul Heyman, that that's what it's giving me. You no one can literally say, I don't even want to hear his name. And then here comes Joe Hendry literally out of nowhere. Like he has a teleporter. Dark does artist. he have does he have a little Joey? Was it little Jimmy? Was it, it was that? little Jimmy, but it would be little <laughs> Joey. Uh, I mean, before I make this joke and sound ignorant as hell, isn't Joe Hendry Australian? No, he's Scottish. Well, it was nice knowing you guys. I'll see you in hell. 
Uh, hey, listen, I see people in the chat saying the PW Insider saying he's going back to WWE. Again, I'm just I'm just saying that's what he said to me. Joel didn't make that up. That's not his voice. You think Joel was a deep fake? <laughs> this is Mike Johnson's got got word, but uh, who knows? This is if he's done with Impact, he's done with Impact. If he's done with wrestling, he's done with wrestling. I mean, we didn't see no dead body, so it's up to ambiguous. Not yet. Speaking of leaving, we should get out of here. Cresta, where can the people find you on the internet? Guys, you can find me anywhere where you can type Cresta Star. That's going to be your local Instagram, your local twitch.tv, and your local TikTok. This Saturday, I will be on True Hill Heat Podcast at 11 a.m., uh, they got me to wake up before 2 p.m., so here we are. Uh, <laughs> I will be there. And also this Saturday, I do Gaming Gone Weird on Know Your News. And on Twitter, you can find me, Cresta the Star, you see down here. All of my stuff is linked in my bio under the link tree. Joel, where can the people find you? Not hard to find. I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. If you get us to 222 likes on this video, we'll do Throwback Throwdown tomorrow night. How about that? 4,444 4, likes will do it in Lucha. He'll put on that Luchador mask. I'll put on my face fast. That's Lucha inspired. Hell, you know what? 4,000 views, and I'll put on the Lucha mask. I love that. There we I go. 222, 222 likes. That's what we need, and we'll do throwback throwdown. How's that? Sounds fair. I think you guys can do it. Type on I your keyboards. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, we on the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save